Welcome fellow traveler. I'm Stephanie Elizabeth Briggs, and this is episode two of Soul to Life, a podcast for old souls on the multi-dimensional journey of being human. I'm diving into the vibes of the moment as we enter eclipse and retrograde season and a time of shifting energetic currents, especially for the next month or so leading up to the solstice on June 21st. I'll also be specifically talking about the May 26th lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, including sharing a quick exercise for working with limiting beliefs or thought patterns that arise in your day. And then at the end, I'll be announcing the Soul to Life celebration giveaway and how you can enter to win a birth chart reading or Akashic guidance session with me. So let's get into it. So first of all, we're entering eclipse season. So what does that mean? Eclipses happen when the moon's orbit crosses the ecliptic, which is the sun's apparent path through the sky as seen from Earth, because astrology is Earth-based. Eclipses typically happen in clusters of two or three, and they occur about every five and a half months. And astrologically, these are especially significant times of activity and evolution. And often this is seen most clearly after the fact. So as we're looking back on what has happened on our journey. So May 26th, we have a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, followed by a solar eclipse in Gemini that will be happening on June 10th. So this May to June 2021 eclipse season, it's just two eclipses, not too bad. Some of the ones that we had in 2020 and over the last few years have been a bit uh, more extended. Now, in addition to these two eclipses at this time, we also have a number of retrogrades happening. So when a planet turns retrograde, that planet's energies and the, the patterns and cycles that go along with it tend to turn inward or backward in focus rather than uh, their normal direct movement, which is a more outward forward movement. So whenever we have a retrograde, it's an invitation to deepen, to review and potentially revise things in the area of our lives uh, that this planet or point um, represents. During this current time, we have Pluto, which has already been retrograde since the end of April. In Capricorn. We have Saturn in Aquarius, which has just turned retrograde on May 23rd. We have a Mercury retrograde coming up, everyone's favorite time. Mercury will be going retrograde in Gemini uh, starting on May 29th, and that will be continuing until June 22nd, so just after the solstice. Around that time of the solstice, we will also have Jupiter going retrograde in Pisces on June 20th. And then later on July 28th, it will eventually backtrack back into Aquarius for the rest of this calendar year. 
And then finally, uh, on June 25th, Neptune will be turning retrograde, also in Pisces. And so this is a shift that tends to happen every year. As I mentioned, we have the solstice. Um, when the sun enters the sign of cancer that is happening on june 21st here in the northern hemisphere where i'm located this is the summer solstice the beginning of the season of summer and it is also the day when we have the most hours of sunlight during this time in june in between the eclipses um, we will also have venus and mars changing signs as well so there's just a lot of energetic shifts happening over the next few weeks in particular. So if you're feeling like things are really getting shaken up in your life or things are moving in a different way or at a different pace than what you've been used to or experiencing recently, that might be why. Now, as we are approaching the solstice, of course, we're approaching the midpoint of the Gregorian calendar year, right? So the year that begins in January and continues through December. So we're getting to that halfway point. It's hard for me to believe it. I feel like 2021 just started and I've been somehow waiting for it to begin. Perhaps that's just part of the experience of the pandemic and everything, but um, at this time, it's really a great opportunity to just take some time to reflect and evaluate and possibly reevaluate. Like, what have you been up to so far this year? What have you been learning? Where have you been growing? Where have you been challenged? And what's emerging in your life right now? If your current limitations and barriers in your life were suddenly removed would you get going right away would you get right into action or would you hesitate there's no right answer to that there's only your answer right now so i just want to invite you to consider that but also what my guide said was hold on to your hat because the winds of change have blessings to bring in this quite mercurial time between the Mercury retrograde happening in the Mercury-ruled sign of Gemini as well as these eclipses happening with an eclipse in Gemini and the North Node, of course, in Gemini. So this is a time when change is afoot. And of course, change can feel scary and sometimes hard, but it also can open up space for wonderful new experiences and growth and the next phase of our evolution. So let's get into the energies of this moment. So the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius is exact on May 26th at 7.14 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Here we have the sun at 5 degrees of Gemini, opposite the moon at 5 degrees of Sagittarius. And then because this is an eclipse, we have the sun and the moon both within 5 degrees of the lunar nodes. So we have the north node in Gemini at 10 degrees and the south node at 10 degrees of Sagittarius. Primarily what we're exploring here is the polarities that are represented by Sagittarius and Gemini. First, I just want to say that these two energies often can share a sense of boundless curiosity and pursuit of understanding 
With Sagittarius, we have more of a focus on wisdom versus Gemini seeking information. Sagittarius has a global focus, a big picture focus versus Gemini being more uh, interested or fixated on the local or on the details. Sagittarius is in pursuit of one core truth versus Gemini having perhaps more of a relative perspective that truth may shift based on where we're standing or who we are. With Sagittarius, we're invested in belief, whereas as Gemini, we are in the process of investigation. Sagittarius seeks answers, Gemini seeks exploration. Thinking of roles or functions, we could imagine Sagittarius as the evangelist and Gemini as the politician. Sagittarius is the novel writer, Gemini is the journalist. And so at this time with the North Node being in Gemini, Gemini is the beacon here. What's represented and what's coming up with Sagittarius tends to be more of our shadow issues or the patterns and energies and beliefs that we are being invited to transcend, to transform, to integrate and move beyond. I'm thinking at this time with this polarity, just thinking about the COVID-19 pandemic. So there was a lot of rhetoric, especially here in the United States at the beginning of the pandemic that we're all in this together and, you know, we're all in the same boat and everything like this. Like, so we're all having the same, same one experience here was kind of a narrative. Um, And then, you know, even beyond the pandemic, that is really kind of a supremacy culture perspective of there's one truth, there's one way of being, there's one experience of life, and it's this. When we shift to the Gemini side, we realize that our experience of the pandemic or anything that's going on in our lives varies based on many factors, which may include our location and the communities that we are in or a part of. So these are more Gemini matters. Here in the United States, the CDC has issued guidance that vaccinated people do not need to wear masks in public places. Even though I am fully vaccinated, um, I'm still choosing to wear a mask when I'm in public indoor spaces. Many people are feeling that this decision is rushed and does not fully protect and support the health of our most vulnerable. We may feel here where I am that the pandemic is waning, that we're moving to post-pandemic times. There are many people who are very much still in the peak pandemic experience. So I just wanted to name that and just acknowledge that this is one example of the energy of this moment. So we are not all having the same experience. We each have our own experience. We are being called to continue our process of healing, growing up and evolving. So we have the North Node in this sort of long-term trine to Saturn in Aquarius, a force for responsibility for, as I've mentioned before, taking our place in community. And then we have the South Node currently in a trine to Chiron. So that's where we have the invitation to healing and to evolving and to moving beyond the ways that we have been doing things up until now that perhaps are no longer sustainable, they're no longer appropriate or aligned with where we are headed. 
with the world and the life that we want to experience. One image that I just want to share right now that was shared with me a few different times and ways, um, which is always a sign to me that this is something that I need to pay attention to, the image and the archetype of the Ouroboros, the snake eating its own tail. And so what uh, my guides shared with me is that the snake, of course, is the journey, the life path. Snakes shed their skin. So the skin is like one layer of the path or the journey. And when the skin is being shed, that's like a repaving of the road. It's a new chapter of the journey. And they asked me to remind you that when you are healing a wound, when you are growing new skin, whether as a snake or as a human, this new fresh layer of skin may be fragile at first, just like the wings of a newly born butterfly that's just emerged from its cocoon. And so these wings or this new fresh new skin, this new layer, this new chapter will strengthen and deepen and grow in time. We do have some things to look out for at this time. Jupiter, as I mentioned before, is newly in the early part of Pisces. Uh, It's currently at one degree of Pisces, and that is squaring widely to the moon in Sagittarius. Jupiter is at home in Pisces, in this realm of the whole, the collective, of all that is very expansive, formless even, Um, but connected to the blessings of spirit, to divine inspiration and divine intervention. And so there's an energy of expansion, but at this time, this may expand and highlight areas of misalignment. And that uh, expansion of, of our awareness or our perception may then catalyze momentum or some kind of uh, movement that could catalyze a resolution of this issue. Of course, Pisces and Sagittarius are both mutable signs, so they are about movement and really shifting toward what's next, what's emerging. We also have Venus and Mercury in a cluster uh, from 21 to 24 degrees of Gemini. And then these are in a square to Neptune at 22 degrees of Pisces. So this is a time to be open to divine inspiration, but also to look out for illusions or lack of clarity, especially in relationships or communications or having to do with money also Mars here in a trine to Neptune. So Mars is in Cancer and it's trine to Neptune in Pisces. And so is this divinely inspired or is this wishful thinking, especially in in matters of romance or relationships where we may see things through rose-colored glasses or focusing on what we see as someone's potential over and above what we're actually experiencing, what they are doing and how they are living their life right now. We all have amazing potential in this life, but some of us are living way out of alignment with those and it's up to each person in their sovereignty um, when or if they want to align. You can honor that possibility in them, but also really acknowledge what's happening right now on the ground in current present reality. So with all of this, the world is changing before our eyes and we're also learning to look at things perhaps from new perspectives. And so in these shifting times, like how do you make sense of the world? 
our current events confirming or confronting your beliefs and your expectations about life. There are so many stories we learn and adopt about life here on earth. And these arise from our individual experiences and the cultural context, um, especially that we're raised in. Some of this conditioning has been more openly indoctrinated and some, some of it has been more implied or covertly installed in us, um, often by observing people around us, especially our caretakers, our teachers, those who really help to shape our worldview. And so this has all been passed down and modeled for us through conscious and unconscious actions at every level and in every area of our lives, from our institutions to the voices in our head. So this, in turn, continues to shape our experience of reality as we are co-creating it through our perceptions and the meaning that we make of those. So if seeing is believing, but you don't believe it, you won't see it. We tend to look for evidence to confirm our expectations of the world, um, whatever those expectations may be. So if you've found yourself caught up in any kind of patterns, just going around and around, or you keep struggling with the same thing, and yet you keep trying the same thing to respond to the struggle, I might invite you to try something different and see how that goes. You could keep doing the same thing that you've been doing, but how is that working for you? I want to offer one way that I've found to work with this, um, to shift in the moment when we're holding onto or really feeling activated in some kind of story or belief about our lives or what we're capable of or whatever it is that we're working on. What's really alive for us right now where we're feeling stuck or held back. One way to shift this in the moment is to just practice stepping back to witness the part of you that's holding this story or this belief. Now by part, I'm speaking of one dimension of your consciousness within the larger whole of who you are as a person, as a soul, as a being. Here's the quick process that you can use in the moment to disrupt the story and potentially bring healing presence and the power of your whole self to the matter at hand. So first, if you notice that you're in a story or a thought loop, just go ahead and pause that for a moment if you can and name what it is that's activated in you right now. See if you can explore where it is that you're speaking from. What are you tuned into? Who are you tuned into within you? We all have different parts and each of these parts and the beliefs and the stories they hold has an energetic frequency or vibration. So when we identify with that part of us or their story, we then fuse with the energy of that part and we try on their vibration. And then when this is especially charged vibration for us, especially like if we have a, a trauma around this or just a lot of experiences that may have reinforced this story or this pattern, we can really get stuck there in that energy and keep spinning our wheels and it's really hard to open to a different possibility when we're in that sort of stagnant energy or perspective. So when we can pause and bring presence to this, to just like literally what's happening right now, like, whoa, I'm in a thought pattern right now. Let me just hold on and see what's going on here. 
when we pause and we bring presence to that, we're already tuning into a different station, a different frequency that may have more capacity to tend to what's needed right now. And especially to bring a different approach than we may have taken before. With this eclipse, we have the continued influence of Vesta in Virgo, which is in a trine with Uranus in Taurus. And so this is a continued awakening at this time to earth magic and the experience of interbeing, the holiness of earth and of our bodies. So in this process of perhaps uprooting or exploring the stories that we hold, the worldview that we hold, I want to remind you not to pit your head against your body. Both the wisdom of your mind and the wisdom of your body have value and both may be able to support you in this process. Be sure to steward your body when you're moving through more charged parts of your journey. And also at this time, I invite you to make space for direct spiritual experience in your life, especially with earth energies. So just going outside, never underestimate the power of trees to help you cultivate peace and grounding and just connect with support and guidance for navigating these times. Our, our plant friends have so much love to share and they are eager to share it if you simply ask and open up to connect. So before I go, I am super excited to announce the giveaway that I'm hosting to celebrate this launch of Soul to Life, this new podcast, this new iteration and channel for my work. So as part of this giveaway, one person will win a one-on-one session with me, and it will be a choice of either a birth chart reading or an Akashic Guidance intuitive session with me. And this is open to anyone who wants to enter, people of all genders, anywhere in the world. If you are listening, if you're feeling uh, intrigued or drawn to experience this, all you have to do is um, leave a rating and review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, and then go to soultolifepodcast.com slash giveaway to submit your entry. And you can do that up till Friday, June 4th. This is all linked for you in the show notes. Then stay tuned because I'm going to be announcing the winner at the solar eclipse episode on June 10th. The ratings and the reviews really help to get the word out about Soul to Life and help reach the people who I'm here to serve. I really want to have this be an offering to my people who are on the path of personal and intergenerational and cultural healing. I really just want to offer this as soul nourishment for you on the journey. I would love for you to enter the giveaway and um, I look forward to meeting whoever it is that is our lucky winner. I want to thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. You can find the full show notes and an archive of past episodes at soultolifepodcast.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my work, you can go to my website at heartblossom.life. And that's also where you can get on my email list to be notified about new episodes and to receive other subscriber-only goodies and updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at heartblossom.life or by searching for Soul to Life podcast. 
If you're enjoying Soul to Life, you can help sustain this offering by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, as well as by sharing Soul to Life with your people or by making a contribution at soultolifepodcast.com slash sustain. Soul to Life is created and produced by me, Stephanie Elizabeth Briggs, in collaboration with my guides of Earth and Sky. And our theme music is the song Pleiades by Starry Eyes. This is my musical alter ego. Thanks again for being here with me today. Until next time, wishing you all the best on your journey. Take care.